The future of radio. 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 The future of radio is here. Unemploymentradio.com. It was one of those things where you're sitting there and we were having such a good time before I finally looked around and I think maybe it was Ryan was like, yeah, um, you know, they all have the same jacket on. And I was like, oh. what do you mean? Oh. In a different context, you'd be excited about this, but... No, not... No, no. That's different from watching something on television. I don't want to be involved. You don't want to be in the show. I don't want to be in the show. No, no. I've seen that show, and I don't want to be that person. Um, So, yeah, we decided that, well, maybe it's time we just move along before this goes too far. I need to hear the details of this. Also saying, a lot of 90s music. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillan. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network. Network, then available via podcast all over the internet wherever podcasts can be found. Thank you for finding us. We do appreciate it. And thank you to everybody who goes to funemploymentradio.com and clicks on the Amazon link oh. right there at the so, top of the page. I actually did that. And I don't want it like I keep buying all these awesome things that I can find by going to funemploymentradio.com and clicking on the Amazon link. Uh-huh. However, I don't know who does or does not listen to the show because people always surprise me when they say that they do. Surprise. So I Like in a s- mean way, they're like, surprise, I listened to the show and I heard everything you said. Sometimes it kind of catches me off guard. I'm like, oh, oh what did I say? What did they say about Uh-oh. them? Okay. No, so I did find something uh, for someone, and I'm very excited about it. And I found it at a very affordable and amazing price by going to FunnelPlanetRadio.com and clicking on the Amazon. Wow, link. what a thrilling story that led to nothing. No revealment at all. Go to FunnelPlanetRadio.com and click on the Amazon link. Wow. <laughs> Somebody's having a real that hot, was, grumpy morning. That was super grumpy sounding. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I know I know we need to get some things. I do want to say this. We didn't have a show yesterday uh, because Sarah was out sick with... I was. And for, for full disclosure, I was not 100% sick, but I could feel in my body that I was on the path. Like if I had... I did not. I, I worked so a lot. So you lied to the company. I did not lie to the company. I mean, that kind of sounds like you I lied to the company. I respect and love the company. No, I I really felt really 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 run down, and I I just feel as if. I, I could have turned uh, one way or another yesterday. Uh-huh. We're trying to dig ourselves out I of a hole I could have gone here. to sick town, or I could have gone to feeling slightly better today town. And I went to feeling slightly better today town. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. Well, the journey led you there. See, no, because I would rather, like, all right, I could feel it coming. I'm like, all right, I could just, like, delay this and then be sick for a week. Or I could just sit there, take care of myself, drink a lot of fluids, have some vitamin C, take a nap. And, you know, rebuild my strength and feel better for the rest of Well, we'll turn to the ultimate judges of our life, which is the Fun Employment Radio listeners. Everybody's listening and looking in the supporters club right now. Mr. Jenke just said, sounds like she lied to more than just the company. Sounds like you lied to our listeners, too. Oh, would you rather have me miss one day this week or four (laughs) days? I'm just saying, I think it's better. Well, we'll just let That's the That's true. Well, Keelan does bring up the point that the that. company does not think that Sarah exists, at least in television interviews. <laughs> so Sarah really has no one to answer to. Oh, my God. That'll never <laughs> go away, ever. <laughs> that can't be your fallback every single time, but I, it's okay. That I can't. You told me to look to the listeners. That's what the listeners brought up. <laughs> Damn it. I'm sorry. Never I'm trust the, the listeners. Chat. All right. So so anyway, Sarah's back, though, today, and so hopefully feeling better. <gasps> Whoa, and in... Vicky is also pointing out the fact that I never said that I was sick. Greg did. That's true. I posted, and I did say that you might have the plague Why or are you full of, full of such filthy lies or hot dog sickness i thought maybe that's it could have been that gross that sounds like something that it <laughs> i'm sorry i came down with hot dog sickness i just said it sounded funny yesterday sarah extillan has been diagnosed with hot dog sickness i haven't guys. had a hot dog in a long time that's hence the hot dog, dog. sickness <gasps> no that's a lie i had a hot dog at the coast at the casino cafeteria it was really good 
Well, there we go. We straighten that up. See, she's lying to herself even. Not just you. Lying to herself. No, it's not a lie if you forgot. <laughs> you, <laughs> wow. You are a politician. I mean, I always said that maybe I should run for something, and it, jokingly, it would, it would be you. It would be it's me. not a lie if you forgot. <laughs> I just forgot. <laughs> Oops, I forgot. Not a lie. Yeah. <laughs> wow. The way, the, how easy that just came off, like that you just said that. Well, it's true. I, <laughs> I wasn't lying, but I just forgot. <laughs> Oh, wow. That is just not how that works. But somehow I feel like you would stick <laughs> to that no matter is. what. Well, yeah, she said it. it's not a lie. She, she forgot about it. She's not lying. She just forgot. Fight it. Oops, I didn't pay my taxes. I just forgot. Well, it's not a lie. She just forgot. No, I pay my taxes. Okay. Ugh. All right. All right. Thanks for bringing it down, <laughs> Greg. <laughs> All right. Exactly. Eddie said even, like, even more for my <laughs> new platform. Uh, it's not a lie if I forgot. Eddie says, a lie is an intentional act. It's true. And I am forgetful. Like, I'm not intentionally. <laughs> it's the goldfish defense. Like, nope, I already forgot. I don't remember what happened. Some people have better memories than others. <laughs> Mine isn't so All right. Wrong. Well, perhaps diagnosed with hot dog sickness, we may never know. Still, the world will never okay. know. But regardless, Sarah is back, and that is good. I am so happy. And there is back. some crap going I on around everybody. Portland. Dude, there, there's some sicknesses going up, being passed are around. People dropping like flies, and I'm like, I don't want yeah. to be, because especially since I did work, uh, we were talking about it last week. How I did, um, it's my my busy cater waiter season. Where yeah, that's right. Having you worked parties. like a couple over the weekend. Did anything I crazy worked happen over the past two and two nights on Friday night and Saturday? Night, I worked over twenty hours. Yeah, it was just crazy, just nonstop. Um, no, it was just a lot of a, a lot of like fancy corporate parties. Mm-hmm. Nothing really insane. See any affairs? Did anybody freak out? Did anybody break down? Uh, there were no breakdowns. Was there a fight? There, were some, there weren't any fights. There were some. Um, everyone, for the most part, seemed like they had just a, a grand old time. Okay. Oh my God, except for on Saturday. I totally just remembered this. I figured there was something. Yes. Okay. All right. So there was this party that I worked. And I worked with. Um, so. Sometimes you get paired up. Like, I have, like, the main people that I work with. And sometimes when you go to different, um, like, bars or restaurants and stuff, you end up working with people that you haven't really worked with before. Different crews. Different crews. Um, and so we had this party. It was for about, like, 200 people. This was Saturday night. And it was a pretty expensive party. Like, it was – they spent a lot of money. I know how much it was. It was a lot of money. Okay. And so the company covered – Like, how much are we talking about? Like, I don't care. Tens of thousands. Tens of thousands. Yes. Hundreds of thousands? No, not hundreds of thousands. But tens of thousands. It was, it was a very well spent, I mean, it's a very high-end clientele, very high-end place, very high-end okay. party. But, um, like 20,000? Greg, I'm not going to tell you. So Like 90,000? I get there, and I'm for this one, it's like they have like the head fancy bartender, so I, was, I ended up like barbecking for the bartenders, but then I ended up bartending anyway. But So this company in particular, they can request like what they want to cover. So like mm-hmm. sometimes people will be like, all right, I'm going to cover all the, you know, soda and beer. But then if anyone wants to get like anything else, they have to pay for it. Gotcha. So for this one in particular. How much is a soda? I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> I'm really. All right. Fine. Yes. You can find out. Go to an expensive restaurant downtown and then see how much a soda is. Like how much, how much do, do they charge a ton for like a Pepsi or something? I don't know. Who's to say? Like $5? Well, I'm not going to answer you. So stop asking <laughs> 
so this particular party, it's like very, it, it was a fancy group. It was about 200 people, and the company wanted to cover only beer and wine. Okay. So it was beer and wine covered, like really high end, uh, like nice draft beers, nice wine. Um, and then if they wanted to buy a cocktail. If you want to get into the shots. If they you're... wanted to get into the shots or, the, uh-huh. or whatever, then they could buy it. So hardly anybody, I think there were like two or three people that maybe had like a drink or two, like a, a you know, like a whiskey or vodka or something. Everyone else is drinking beer and wine. I swear, this was the drunkest group of people I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> now, I know that a lot of them were like staying um, in like the hotel that was attached. And I know there must have been some like purse whiskey or something. Because oh. in no way they should have been. <coughs> as, I mean, I didn't serve one person more like the most I served a single individual person was like two glasses of wine. Oh, but like, so they were. Weren't, people weren't pounding, but I swear. Was there even, a lot of pre, pre-partying going? I don't know, but even people who weren't part of the party and they're like walking through because we were kind of connected to this other place. Like, I guess somebody, <laughs> somebody was like. What happened? Somebody was like throwing up on the building outside. Oh, damn. So, so stuff did happen. Somebody was, somebody like face planted, like, and this is like for no reason the bartenders. Like we were there, nobody overserved, and I was talking to them like, did yeah. we cut off anybody? Like, nope. But there were a ton of people that didn't come up to the bar for any drinks. So I think that they were maybe just had a little uh, secret thing in the back. Yeah, purse drinks. Yeah, it was insane. Like someone asked me though, it's like how like how many shots were these people taking? I'm like none, <laughs> no shots. There was absolutely nothing. It was just it was bizarre. I've Weird. never seen anything like it, and I've worked like. You know, like open bars with like never ending shots and everything. Yeah, and there's definitely something else going on there. This was odd. Yeah. Wow. I mean, okay. It was kind of entertaining, but then it's also scary because I'm like, well, shit, I didn't overserve these people, but they're falling all over the place. And well, you'd sloppy. have a record at the bar of how much was exactly. actually served. I mean, Ex- but it's still a little unnerving. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> you walked into the bar, I gave you like a glass. They're like, oh, one of the guys asked me, he's like, what did you serve him? Like, Pinot Grigio? I don't know. Like, <laughs> that was it? I have no clue. <laughs> Uh, Rick is saying maybe they were drinking 40 ounces of steel reserve in the parking lot. That could be it. Yep. They didn't really seem like a steel reserve type. Though. Not a steel reserve <laughs> crowd. <laughs> I can sniff out my people. That's not, <laughs> I don't know what was going on there. I don't, it was. Is there somebody like secretly selling shots somewhere else? No, but it was a fairly like, hey, big man, room. I'm not really used to all the nooks and oh, crannies yeah. in this room because I never really worked in it. Nooks and crannies is an unfortunate mm-hmm. term. So, I mean, there could be some like secret like. Nook or cranny that someone That's had gross. set up like a secret bar in. <laughs> I don't like nooks and crannies. <laughs> nooks and crannies is just, oh, I don't know. It's a creepy term to use. Yeah. So that, I totally forgot about that. And like, you know, it was at like hour 20, and I'm like, oh, God, for the love of God. And they won't leave, you know, never. Oh, no, like, those kind of people never leave. They never yeah. leave. Even if like the bar closed and they still won't leave. I'm like, just leave, mm-hmm. just leave, just leave, just leave. No. Nope. Because you can't start doing the breakdown and clean up until they leave. Right. You have to have everybody out of there. Exactly. Yeah. So that was interesting. Do you ever try to herd them out? No, it, there's no point. I used to do this at the. What is that saying? Like it's like herding cats. Like you can't do it. Like, no, there's no I, way. I could do it at the at the art museum. I can talk about this now. So they have the you know the the banquet areas. There's the whole building. It's very beautiful, but they just have giant events like these kinds of things. Yeah, and it's sometimes, very similar. I think yeah. To yeah. What you did. Yeah, and so. I was the security guard, the events security guard, and one of the things that I would do is if it got down to, like, say the party ended at 11, and, you know, at that point, you want people to start leaving, Mm -hmm. but you can't really kick them out because technically the place is rented till like, 2 a.m., but that includes all of the cleanup and everything else, so... 
really they need to go. The party's done at 11. Oh, see, mine's different than that. Like, usually, like, they'll have it until, like, 11 p.m. And we'll give them some wiggle room. But when it's, like, reaching, like, 1130, 1145, you know, and the bar's been it's like, can you please, like, leave? Well, they're supposed, I mean, I, technically, I don't remember exactly how it works, but they're supposed to leave. Yeah. Uh, when their party is ended, like a little bit of wiggle room, but sometimes they just don't. And it would get to be like, say it was 11 p.m., it would get to be like 11.30. But uh, about 11.10, the reduction crew starts bringing the lights up. And they start slowly bringing the lights up. And th- you turn the music off right at 11. So it's like, okay, the music's off, that should be a cue. People don't get that cue, especially when they're drunk because they're, they're all talking. So you start bringing the lights up slowly, slowly, slowly. Like over the course of like 10 minutes until it ends up being just bright lights and it's like okay there's bright lights this is very very different than it was 15 minutes ago it's time to move along like start gathering your stuff and but you don't you can't say anything to them so eventually what i would do is i would do a herding technique where i would do what i called walk bys and so if there was a table of people say in the middle of it like everybody's gone except for like two or three tables and they're all just it's good to see you you know wasted you start walking by. They don't notice you at first. And I'm in my security security guard thing, which is just a polo. And yeah, like it's not intimidating. No, it's not at all. It's so it's a polo with, it's a polo with a walkie-talkie. And I would do a walk by. Okay, they're not going to notice one walk by. And then I do another walk by where I just walk close and I pretend like I was doing something, like looking looking for something checking under the tables like I'm I'm doing some work, oh, but I'm great. not doing work. No, you do it about 3 times and you just get closer and closer to them. I think the them. saddest thing is that you think this is effective. It was. Eventually they <laughs> notice. Creeping them out? I don't care whatever it took. No, I wouldn't creep them out. I wouldn't say anything to them. I would just, you know, keep getting closer and closer to where they have to notice me and be like, oh, okay, this guy's, okay, this guy works here. Um, why is he getting closer? Oh, everybody else is gone. All the lights are on and the music's off and the bar is closed. Maybe it's time for me to go. And you just keep doing that and getting closer until they start moving, naturally moving themselves. You can hurt people. Oh, no, I've tried. Like, my, the people I work at, they just don't give a shit until, like, finally the manager has to come in and be like, really? all right, well, we need to go ahead and wrap up this evening. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, the hurting technique worked for me. I mean, not every time. I mean, we do the thing where we take away everything. Like, as soon as, like, someone mm-hmm. leaves a, a table or a chair, like, we'll be like, Boop, and yep, take you the take chair. it all away. So they try yep. to notice that and make and a so big this scene one about it. wouldn't leave. Like, this other separate party wouldn't leave. And there was one table that was still out there. And every time, like, someone would, like, leave or go away, like, we'd just, like, take their, you know, take the drink as soon as it was gone. And then yeah. just, like, and kept just kind of slowly picking away. It's being noted in the chat. Keelan said this is a lot of goddamn effort just to ask people to leave. How long did this take? I feel like the guests have won at this they point. They do. But the they guests, do. The guests you, always You wins. can't ask them. You Never. can't be the jerk. Never. Yeah. You cannot ask them. Because you are going to get, you're the one in trouble. Like, they're the yep. ones that are paying the money to rent out that space. They yep. are always right. You are just the help. Yep. And that's that's absolutely true. That's like, the yeah, you part cannot of doing ask anything. Like it doesn't matter yeah. what they do. I mean, it is, I think that is like a, a little bit of pride swallowing. That yeah. was the hardest part of me getting over that. It's just like, yes, I'm the help. Whatever. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's just something that you have to get used to when you're, when you're doing it. Um, all right. So anyway, so let's go back to exactly opposite of fancy parties of what we were talking okay, about. Okay. All because right. Because I want to know what you were talking about with the jackets at the beginning. Okay. So on Friday, I made one of my rare journeys north of Portland across the great river of the Columbia into the hinterlands known as Vancouver, Washington, or a.k.a. Vantucky. I went to Vancouver and went up there. And how was to it? To go to Tristan's house. 
to do a little touring up there. Now, if you remember Greg and Tristan's old Portland tours, GNT's OPT, where we would go to the wow. the uh, furthest out worst bars that you could possibly go to. Well, we decided to do a little bit more of that in Vancouver. We've done this a couple of times. Our buddy uh, Ryan came up, former roommate Ryan with Walter. He came up and uh, ended up meeting up with a guy named Keelan King. Oh. That Keelan King. I like that Keelan it. King character. And Ryan, Tristan. Uh, yeah. I mean, but he's been around long enough yeah, that I'm kind of like, I mean. uh, just, I understand he exists. Right. <laughs> 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 so mean. <Tristan. laughs> Love you, buddy. Um, Here, mute it so I can blow my nose really quick. Uh, creepy. Are you serious? Uh, no, I didn't do anything. Okay. Okay. All right, so... We, we get there, we get to Tristan's house, you know, we're taking lifts, and it's like, okay, the place we're going to go, and he has it mapped out, is this place. And I'm not going to say the name. But we're like, okay, we trust you, we'll go wherever this is, and, uh, and let's go to this bar. He's like, it's off of the highway in a strip mall. Like all right. Oh, sold. now we're really now we're where I get the idea of where we're going to be heading, of what kind of experience this is going to be. Greg is getting really worked up. Okay. And um, <laughs> and so so we end up going. Uh, here, just a second. We're having major issues with this computer, so that's why I'm doing that and working oh, on this. So fine. just ignore what I'm doing. Okay. So. We head out there, and yes, it is in fact in a strip mall. Now, it's not in the strip mall itself, but it's more in the parking lot of the strip mall. And we walk up to this place. <laughs> Tell me. And the, the entrance has, um, the logo of the place is painted across the entire entrance to the doors. And so I'm like, well, that's kind of cool. Also kind of weird, but okay. Wait, what do you mean? It's like So like it's big giant double doors, and the entrance, the, the logo of the place is painted across the double doors. Okay. Yeah. Which, you know, could be cool. So we get in there and, you know, we sit down. Uh, I think Tristan and I got there first. We ordered some drinks. And at this point, we're just excited to be out. Not really paying too much attention. I walked in and I noticed, though, that there was a DJ there. And I think the first song that I heard him play was like Sugar Ray every morning. Oh, yeah. And, and you were just like, this is my place. These are my people. Uh We'll get to that. So, so he's playing that, and you know, it's it's kind of a guy. He looks like he's in his fifties, sixties, maybe. And yeah, he's and he's DJing, and he's playing that. And then the next song's like Disturbed, and then like the next song's, um, oh god, I can't even remember. It was all the theme I got was this is a whole lot of nineties music. He's playing nineties music, and yeah, secretly. I mean, I'm were like, you wearing your wallet right, chain? Right. Did you fit right in? The wallet chain has nothing to do with it. That's just an effective, useful tool for not losing one's wallet. Mm-hmm. That's all the wallet chain is. And it's also very stylish. So we sit down, we order some food. I mean, I wouldn't go, I, I will not go with the stash, but I will say it is very convenient to not uh, misplace it is. one's wallet, particularly since I know you misplace it quite a bit. Absolutely. Yes. It's a tool for me. Mm-hmm. So we order some drinks, um, we're hanging out, and you know, we ordered a little bit of food, just like some appetizers, and we're sitting there, and we're not really paying attention to anything else that's going on around us. Uh, it wasn't that crowded when we came in, and you know, I just didn't care. We were there hanging out, having a good time. And we start looking around, and I did notice this myself once, but I didn't pay that much attention to it. I was like, oh, that guy's got a leather jacket on. All right. Talk, 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 talk. And then finally, Ryan, I think it was Ryan, uh, grabbed me. He's like, hey, dude, look behind us right now. And I look over, and more and more people have been coming in, and the lights had gotten darker, and the 90s music had gotten louder. And I look around, and 
there's a whole bunch of people now all wearing leather coats with the same logo on the back. What is the logo? It was for a biker club. I'm not going to say what club. But I took a chance and I'm like, oh, okay, that's that's more than just like a couple of people. This is a whole bunch of people. And more kept coming in. And it's the four of us sitting there, like, doo, 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 we're eating jalapeno puppers, doo, 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 you know, and drinking a beer. Seriously, that's what we're doing. We ate deep fried mac and cheese. And and we're we're looking at this. I'm like, that's a lot of people. And I'm noticing they're ordering mass amounts of drinks. Because I went up to order another beer and they were making this huge whole row of shots and these people are chugging them down and more coming in and they all have the same jacket on so what we realized was we were at the bikers bar biker clubs bar and i looked up this biker club because i was like okay i'm gonna look this up and see what we're doing with here i'm like is it a one percenter club because you know what a one percenter club is one percenter one percenter are the smartest bikers (laughs) yeah yes they're the richest. Uh, no, the one percent one percenter clubs are ones who classify themselves outlaws. Why are they like, called one percenters? Because there was at one point there was a saying said, and I can't remember who said it, but that ninety nine percent ninety nine percent of motorcycle motorcyclists are fine, upstanding people, but one percent are not. And so, if you're for outlaw motor motorcycle clubs, like that's a sign of pride. They put a one percenter patch on. <laughs> I've watched a lot of motorcycle gang shows. And I know this stuff. Oh, God. I know way too much about it. I got way too into Sons of Anarchy. Also, the Mayans is great. Um, we have a friend in the chat. I won't identify her, but th- that's 100% accurate. What, what one was wrote? it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I wonder what one is. Yeah. Okay. Well, this was one I wasn't familiar with. And... Uh, <laughs> Mr. James says, Funnel Radio 2131, Greg becomes a Hells Angel. <laughs> so I joined the gang. Yeah. No. I don't think that's how that works. That's, <laughs> hey, fellas, where do I get a sweet leather jacket like that? No. They, they were all in there, and it was men and women. I mean, the women weren't wearing the jackets, but uh, they were definitely part of the part of the group. Is it like in Riverdale when the lady serpents wear, like, the red jackets instead of the, the black ones? It was exactly like Riverdale. Okay. That's exactly what it was. That's where I was going to get to there. So, so anyway, I looked it up. It was one I had not heard of before, but they are classified as a one percenter club. And so we're like, you know, these guys are drinking a lot. Nobody was bothering us. But we were definitely in the middle of the place. We definitely did not fit in taking a look around. And it was fine like when we left, but I think it was one of those things where it's like, well. You left right at the, good, at the appropriate time? Maybe it's time for us to go. Yeah. Because uh, these guys are getting real drunk and there's a lot more of them coming in and we're, we're not really part of the group. Yeah, because so. it's fun until it's not. It's like, oh, look at this interesting, you know, slice of life that I don't get to see very often. No, it started off with like us kind of off to the side, but then it's more and more people to where we're kind of in the middle of it. We're like, oh, okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah, it's, you know, what I'm saying, yeah, we were like, we need to skate before something happens, and that's yeah, that's yeah, and that's kind of what it was. Like, all right, let's let's go ahead and get out of there. So we leave that, and we went to another one of Tristan's highway bars yeah. that would happen to be just across the highway. So very conveniently. And we went into this one, and it was a whole different kind of vibe in there. It was, um, I'm going to, I want to use my words delicately. It was. Oh. uh, How do you say white trash without saying white trash? You say white trash. Okay. Yeah. That's what it was. And we walked, it was karaoke time. But it was everybody singing. Yes, I was ho- I was waiting for that magic word. It was karaoke. And again, uh, Tristan and I got there Ow. first. 
And one of the specials on. was malt liquor. So so we got some malt liquor. I mean, what kind of malt liquor? I'm trying to remember. I mean, crappy malt liquor. I feel like it would be like Hurricane or something. No, it wasn't that crappy. But it was like a 16 ounce malt liquor. Okay. And and we we get that and we're hanging out and we go I'm like, "Okay, well we're sitting here for a little while." And we're watching the karaoke, and it was this woman singing this song. I swear, this woman was singing a song about. This is going to be really crass. Maybe I won't say it. Free something. And then you gonna get yourself some free. Some free what? Starts with a P. Oh. This oh. is what this woman was singing. Oh. Yeah. I'm like, did she just say that? <laughs> Like, yep. Oh, my virgin ears. <laughs> <laughs> well, no. <laughs> yeah. no oh, my. Like, so- oh, my stars and, and gardens. You're like, uh, that's. No. Do. <laughs> I was just <laughs> like, that's not what I thought this lady would say. All right. <laughs> anyway, whatever. And everybody's cheering her on. So we're like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to go out back. Let's go out back and see what's, see what's going on back there. And we get back there and we're hanging out. And, uh, and there's a little tent back there. And uh, by this time, it's all four of us. And. This guy just walks up. He's like, hey, how are you guys doing? What are you doing here? How's it going? My name's Ted. Anyway, I'm just joking around. Where are you all from? I'm from, I'm from Vancouver. Where are you guys from? You know, and just starts talking. Just starts, keeps on talking to us. And, uh, <laughs> and, and we're like, oh, okay. Well, he really wants to talk. He's like, yeah, my wife's over there. My wife is, she's going to come over here. She's going to get mad at me for something. I know that. You know, one of those, like, a, hey, bros. Like, let's bro for a while. One of those kinds of things, oh, you know. Like an older guy's like, I'm a construction. And, you know, all that's fine. Like, harmless. Just talking. Greg is not anti-construction. He no. very much wants you to know. <laughs> he was just talking a lot at us. And then his wife came over, and his wife made a whole other scene. They start kissing. Like, oh, okay, this is weird. She's like, I'm the wife. How's it going? I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm fine, wife. Hi. And so, anyway, that whole thing went down. It was just kind of weird. Uh <laughs> And so, so eventually, they went off. I think she drug him away. And but this is where it gets really strange. And this is what I want to I want to pull this up because I asked Wait, afterward. What are you doing over there? I wrote it down because it was such a shocking thing that ha- like what was said, and it happened so fast that I had to write it down. And then I actually consulted with Tristan afterward to be like, did I get this right? He's like, nope, change this. So. <laughs> This guy just like instantly takes the place of the other dude that left. I, like I don't know why we were like the place where everybody wanted to have an audience with us or something. Maybe we're the outsiders there. Like everybody wanted to have their. their You're say. not from around these parts. Yeah, I'm gonna talk to you. And so, so this guy just walks in, and he was, the outfit he was wearing was a little bit eccentric. But I, I'll be honest, what came out of his mouth made me kind of forget what he was wearing. So I don't remember exactly, but something something a little eccentric. With some frills and things on it. And he's like, and we did not know this guy. And he's like, and I'm going to paraphrase a little bit, but he's like, hey, how are you guys doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. You know what? Last night I went and did some meth. I hung out with five lesbians. I had sex with a gay guy. I found out I wasn't gay. And we were, yes. Oh, what? Almost that fast. Is exactly like what Can he said to us. Can you please repeat that again? Hey, how are you guys doing? You guys have a good night. You know what? Last night was, it was crazy. When I did some meth, I hung out with five lesbians, and I had sex with a gay guy and found out I wasn't gay. 
I checked with Tristan afterward to make sure I was getting this right. And were you? Yeah, that's pretty that's pretty damn close to what was said. And it happened so fast, we're all just like uh, Okay. All right, man. That is um, that seems very Bremerton. Like I'm It was a Bremerton I, vibe? That sounds kind of like something that seems like it could be in Bremerton. Yeah. I I don't know what it compares to. But that is that is what he told us. And we, and we worked it back. You know, we ran it down. Like, did math. He hung out with five lesbians. And he had sex with a gay guy. Turns out he's not gay. And that's what he wanted to let total strangers know about at the bar. That was very sweet. And that's how he introduced his conversation. Like, all right. Sharing is caring, Greg. Cool, man. We got to go. And so we decided that was a good enough of a cue to, uh, to head on out. Whoa. After that, yeah. And did you go somewhere else, or was that pretty much the night? No, we went to the downtown bars, but which are a little is, bit. Yeah, but yeah. those are more normal. Yeah, we went to the normal places. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I did later on that night, I met a really old guy who wouldn't leave, wouldn't leave me alone um, at the, the last bar we ended up with, because Keelan went home. And Tristan, Ryan, and I were like, well, only a few blocks away from home. Let's grab a little more. So we went into this place. Sure you all were upstanding gentlemen at upstanding this point. Upstanding gentlemen, very much well within our, all of our faculties about us. And I ended up talking to this old guy at the bar, like really, really old guy. Because I was like, oh, man, that guy's lonely. I was ordering a beer. I'm like, hey, how's it going? He's like, how are you doing? My name's whatever his name was. I don't remember. And he's like, uh... He talked, started talking about how he graduated from high school around there. Just, you know, old man stuff. Like, I'm talking like 90s. I don't know how old this guy was. And then he's like, um, how old are you? I'm like, oh, I'm, well, I'm not that old. He's like, oh, yeah, you, when did you, I'm going to guess you graduated 1967. I'm like, what the fuck? 1967. 1967. I'm like, no, it wasn't 1967. Oh, like he just doesn't know what year it and is. And he's like, oh, something. really? You look... You look older than that. I'm like, wow, old man, I was trying to help you out. Maybe he was just kind of angry. He's like, oh, look at this whippersnapper trying to pretend to be nice to an old man. I'm going to take him down a couple pegs. bugged me at the time. But yes. Oh, I'm surprised you got annoyed by something. What, old man? You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, no, anyway. Uh, That was about it, though. And then we ended up, we ended up... uh, Heading back after that, but okay. uh, it was a it was a Vancouver night. I will that say that sounds like a Vancouver night. It was a Vancouver night, <laughs> and you had a good time. Yes, indeed. I am so glad to hear it. And then I said, like, hey, I'm like, wow, man, wow, that's a lot. It's a lot you just laid on us. <laughs> time to go. Wow. Yep. All right. Well, good night in the coup. Yeah, I like it. It's always interesting in the coup. Well, I do have a couple stories for World of Crazy if we want Excellent. to do that. I do want to do that. Okay. All right, first up, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my World of Crazy. Crazy. All right. This first story made me very happy because I kind of wish that this is something that I could do, but I'm not really like a good sculptor, although I haven't really tried since I was probably in college. So this story is uh, out of Connecticut. 
A Connecticut dairy store has unveiled a 3,462-pound cheddar cheese sculpture that officials say they are going to be entering in for the Guinness Book of World Records. So this is in Norwalk, Connecticut. Uh, Stu Leonard's, that's the name of the cheese place, it unveiled the cheese sculpture in the shape of the company's customer service rock of commitment. Which I don't know what their rock of commitment is. I don't know. But get get this. So there's cheese this woman rocks. that they hired to carve this 3,462-pound cheese uh, sculpture. So she's named, nicknamed the Cheese Lady. And her first name? Sarah. The company Are you mad at her or happy? A little bit. I think I'm kind of mad at her. I know her name is Sarah, the Cheese Lady. Kaufman carved the sculpture from a 4,000-pound block of sharp cheddar. Oh, no, somebody already has cheeselady.com. I checked for you. Okay, thank you. Uh, Megan Bell, who is the store's director of public relations, says the block is about 2,000 pounds heavier than the current Guinness World Record holding cheese sculpture. She says the store expects to have the record certified in the coming weeks. What kind Let's of. See, so she started with a 4,000 pound block of sharp cheddar. <laughs> now it's 3,462. 4,000 pound block of. She whittled almost 550 pounds off of that cheese block to make the sculpture. What'd she do with the other cheese? I don't know. Hopefully. And also, isn't she kind of wasting that if she's trying to make the well, sculpture? I, no, because you have to take something away in order uh, to... You, you're losing pounds with each one of those. That's how you make a sculpture, Greg. You take away. You don't add on. Um, like we could beat it. So Megan Bell, against the, again, the director of PR, says the block was being slashed Tuesday to be sold at Stu Leonard's locations in New York and Connecticut. So they made the sculpture, weighed it, took the pictures. Now they're waiting th- for the results. Of, from the Guinness Book of World Records. However, they got to get that cheese back on the shelf because it ain't getting better with age. Would you take a bite out of it? Yes. <laughs> Not only is it a great cheddar, she says, uh, it's a cheddar with a very exciting past. Dude, if they had, if I went to Can the cheese have store, an exciting past? If I went I mean, to the grocery store today and there was like a block of sharp cheddar, I don't know, for like five bucks, that I knew was a part of one of the largest sharp cheddar sculptures um, in the world, I'd be excited. <laughs> If you see my cheese, it was part of the largest cheese, cheese sculpture of the world. It's part of a record. <laughs> Do like me some good sharp cheddar. Yeah. Oh, Is there remember, a cheese you don't like? Do you remember when I had that wheel of cheese? That I do. So Somebody good. bought you a wheel of cheese and you carried I it around for quite a while. I would gladly eat another wheel of cheese. Um, cheese I don't like? Yeah. Um, I don't really like the drier cheeses. Oh, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. I like those ones. I like the, like I like the white, drier cheese. Yeah, like the really sharp. Uh, I do like sharp, but I don't like them when they're super duper sharp. Like a sharp Parmesan. I'm not really a big fan. Okay. Um, I like the stinkier cheeses. Ew. Free. Like I like them when they're mushroomy a little. Gross. That descriptive. The way you describe them is not. They're called stinky cheese. I like stinky cheese with some wine that tastes like Band-Aids. I am going to cut that piece of audio out. So tell me about yourself. Next up. I like stinky cheese bar that tastes like band-aids. <laughs> Next up. Do you have a Christmas movie that you watch? I know that we talked about this before. Like, yeah, I watch Christmas one? Vacation. Okay. I watch Christmas Story, Christmas Story and All I watch right. Elf. So this is about Christmas Story. So the owner of a house that's featured as the prominent house in a Christmas Story is now opening up the house to let fans stay in it. If you want to pay to stay in, which of course it's going to be super expensive. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care that much about that kind of stuff. So Brian Jones, he's 42 years old from Florida, said he uh, used to sell replica leg lamps from the film, and he ended up buying the house used for the exterior shop uh, shots of the movie when it was posted in 2004. He bought it on eBay. Isn't it in Cleveland? 
It's in Cleveland. Yep. Yep. He said, I, I thought this is the opportunity of a lifetime right there. It doesn't come along twice. Jonas says he, uh, Jones says he spent the years making the inside of the house look like the interior of the film, which was shot on a film stage, which is kind of pretty neat. Oh, yeah. I mean, that'd be cool. Yeah. Bumper says. Okay. So he is like, he knows what he's got if he like gets somebody on the hook for this. So he's allowing fans to pay to spend the night at the house. If you want to stay during the Christmas season, $3,000. <laughs> That's. Does it's he have so takers for this? Ridiculous! I'm sure he. Does. <clears throat> I mean, if he does, more power to him. Yes. You know, the three. <laughs> he says, three as his selling points, he says you can sit on the couch, grab the leg lamp, crawl under the sink, do whatever. You basically get to play in the house for a price. <laughs> three grand. Three thousand dollars. Like, what kind of ridiculous amount of money can I think of? Three thousand dollars. You know what? I'll say right now. If you want to stay in my house, I'll let you stay in the room where Nightmare at Nibblers was filmed for three thousand dollars. Twenty five hundred dollars. Whoa, that's cheaper. Twenty five hundred dollars. You can sleep in the room. Like a soup- I'll stay up there with Actually, you. There- Twenty five hundred dollars. So now we all know Greg's price. <laughs> I'll be up there too. Greg will stay the night with you for twenty five hundred dollars. Yeah. What is this? What is the name of that movie? That old indecent proposal. Found out. I was, no. <laughs> um, yes, inde- indecent proposal. <laughs> yeah, I would be very cheap. Million dollars, I'll do it for half. All right. Well, Ohio State is in the news because the students there, through finals, so let's see, the finals are going all the way through the um, this Friday. They have a special vending machine that is allotted for them. It is a bacon vending machine. Oh, wow. That's cool. The Ohio Pork Council, a trade group for Ohio pork producers, have installed a vending machine at the College of Food, Agricultural, and Environmental Sciences <laughs> at Ohio State machine. University that dispenses cooked, ready-to-eat <laughs> Smithfield, Hormel, and Sugardale bacon. I mean, there's something that I, I kind of want to try that and also something just so trashy about oh, that. Oh, I would totally eat. I remember, like, cramming. Like you know, for exams and finals and stuff in college, to go and like put in some money and just get some hot, like bacon. That would be so awesome. Just full of sound bites today. Oh, shut up. Um, so proceeds from the machine, which is uh, would you which go charges one American dollar for a strip of bacon, <coughs> or also a dollar for a handful of bacon bites, uh, are donated to the school's yeah. meat science program. I am a meat scientist. Now, how do they keep it warm? Like. Are there different kinds of bacon, or is this one kind? It's, I wish that you would listen to me when I talk sometimes. It says it dispenses cooked, ready-to-eat Smithfield, Hormel, and Sugardale bacon. Well, I know, but I mean, as far as what kind of cook, I, I like mine crispy. Well, I'm sure you could get crispy. I mean, if, they're, if they went to the great lengths to try and install a bacon machine, hopefully it's done properly. I don't know if they have someone, like, who's working next door to it and who's, like, cooking the bacon and they stick it into the slots. Yeah, how long is it in there? What's Does the story Does the bacon come out of, like, a little bacon slot? Is like, it warm? Is it cold? Now, well, no, I guess you said it's hot, but um, would you eat out of a cheese dispenser? Yes. I would say, okay, so um, the president of the university says the bacon vending machine is a unique and fun way for the Ohio Pork Council to support Ohio State students and promote the pork industry at the same time. If you are in or around that area... Or go to that college, uh, you can get your fresh, delicious bacon from that machine until December 14th. So I'll go down to the park, to the bacon dispenser. You pick yourself out something nice. If there was a bacon dispenser here in Portland, 
you know that we would have to take a field trip to go find it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. the way the bacon crumbles, Greg. All right. He's not even listening. I know a guy who's bringing in uh, weird vending machines from Japan. Cool story, bro. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. And finally, since... You know, the world is not weird enough, and we have all these bitches, sorry, ladies, who are uh, marrying and falling in love with and engaged to ghosts. <laughs> oh, yes, we I do forgot. Have one the, of the, the huge epidemic. Like, <laughs> who's really the next be- one in your group to marry a ghost? This really has become a thing. A lot of, uh, a lot of them seem to be from around the London area. However, this is one of the original. London. London. This is one of the original ghost lovers. Do you think um, she gets mad about other people marrying yes, ghosts? Yes, I think that she's like, you're piggybacking on my dream. Mm-hmm. But this is the lady from Ireland who married who she says was Jack Sparrow. <laughs> okay. Okay. So this was from a few years back. So, so the woman who claims ghost. to be married to the ghost of a 300-year-old pirate has now a issued a warning fictional to, pirate. Fe- to fellow ghost lovers after her harrowing split. Irish Jack Sparrow impersonator Amanda <laughs> Sparrow Large Wait, oh yeah, I forgot. Like, please. Yeah, so her name, she legally changed her name to Amanda Sparrow Large. Please. So she's, uh, large she's from added? Belfast. She's from Belfast. Uh, she's 46 years old. She has told people to be, quote, very careful when dabbling in spirituality. Now, she was a Jack Sparrow impersonator, correct? Well, she, she became one, correct, but she became one after. Let me just tell my story, okay? Please okay. stop interrupting me. I'm sorry. She has revealed that she has split from her three-year-old, 300-year-old husband and has okay. issued a warning. Uh, now, Amanda Sparrow Large had made headlines years ago when she was legally married to the Haitian pirate by a shaman priest. All legitimate. Amanda yep. said uh, earlier this year that she'd... Okay, oh, no, never mind. So it was earlier this year. I'm sorry. All these pirate people and ghost people run together. I thought this was years ago. but it's Sarah. Just, it just seems like years ago. Someone. Come on. Amanda Sparrow Large said earlier this year she had found her soulmate in the pirate from the 1700s who was mm-hmm. executed for thieving on the high seas. Oh, boy. Well, after they fell in love, they tied the, <laughs> tied the knot in a boat off the Irish coast in international waters. But now, um, Amanda Sparrow Large has revealed the unlikely union is over and has warned people to be very careful when falling in love with a ghost. Now what, what happened to the... While posting on social media, she says, So I feel it is time to let everyone know that my marriage is over. I will explain it all in due course, but now I have to say is be very careful when dabbling in spirituality. It is not something to mess with or have your heart to mess with. Okay. Now, Pirates of the Caribbean superfan... Uh, Amanda Sparrow Large has shelled out $10,000 to change her name and look and has worked for a time as a Jack Sparrow impersonator. Uh, she changed her name from Amanda Large to Amanda Sparrow Large, has replica tattoos made, dreadlocks, and gold teeth fitted to look like the character played by Johnny Depp. She now lives in Belfast. I mean, that alone is enough to be like, oh boy, that's some bad decisions. Okay, this is poorly written because I guess she she married him at the beginning of, two, of 2018, 2018, fuck, Sarah sound younger. She met him in 2014 when she said that he appeared beside her as she lay in her bed. Okay. He wanted to have it, keep it a little loosey-goosey, fancy-free for a while a there. He wanted to, have, yeah. uh, wanted to make it maybe just a casual ghost sex thing, but she <laughs> said that she had to lay down the gauntlet and say she wanted the big traditional wedding with the white dress. No it was very way. very important to her. No way, ghost. 
If this is going to happen, it's going to be for real. And I don't me- care if I already <laughs> married the Haitian ghost. And mar- No, no, no. This is the Oh, this is the ghost. Haitian ghost. Oh, I'm sorry. She was married sorry. by a Haitian... Look, he was a Haitian pirate married by a shaman in international waters off the coast of Ireland. Yes. They've been married since the beginning of the year, but they have now split because he was playing games with her human heart. Okay. All right. Quit playing games. <laughs> So she just wants to issue a warning to everybody who falls in love with ghosts that, you know, you can also get your heart broken by someone who exists in the spiritual world. Do you think there's ever going to be a movie about this love story? Oh, God. <gasps> there was. It was the spirit of Christmas. Remember Hawkeye from that that I talked about? Oh, God. He was I swear pirate, if I though. ever hear that story one more time. It's very attractive. That's our world of crazy. <laughs> Who's the creep now? <laughs> You're the creep. You're the creep, Greg Nebla. All right. I do have a little bit of ball talk. Oh, you do? Oh. Oh, my. Oh. Okay. Rita Ashwald. Oh, you're kind of losing it, aren't you? When you start pulling out Rita, that means you're starting oh, to. Oh, Rita. The long lost Rita tapes. All Stop. right. Stop. Oops, I just accidentally archived something that I was going to talk about on the show. How do I get something out of the archive in our email? Oh, boy. Oh, Jesus, Greg, I don't know. Oh, boy, I really mucked this up. It's kind of an important email. It has to do with one of our fine sponsors, and I was going to bring up something, but now I don't know how to get it out. Why don't you do your segment, and I'll worry about it. Will you look for my email? It just got archived. Thank you. All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. balls. So... Here's the scoop. There's a story that I don't want to be true, but I think Sarah's going to maybe find you relate to this person even more. What? How? Comes to the NBA. The NBA. And the Golden State Warriors in particular, and one star of the Golden State Warriors. One of these stars, Sarah, you know who some of the Golden State Warriors are. Don't name them. Think about them in your head. I know one. You know more than one. Well, probably. One of the stars on the Golden State Warriors has just recently claimed he doesn't believe man landed on the moon. He doesn't believe humans landed on the moon. They believe this person believes in the soundstage thing. Yes. That was all filmed on a soundstage. Which player from the Golden State Warriors do you think would be most likely to believe this. I don't know a lot of them, but I do know a couple, and the first one that's popping into my head is um, Steph Curry. That's the, I would have thought Draymond Green. No, it is Steph Curry. Steph no, he Curry. Seems like he's, oh, God, Steph Curry. He's just so sheltered, and he's been so good like since he was so young. Like I feel like that's... That he just has no idea of the way of the world? Like he just well, I mean, does... that doesn't mean he's not right, but... Oh, my God. I've been obsessively following, um, so I'm friends with my, um, one of my best girlfriend's ex-girlfriends from like um, 10 years ago, and she, and her profile picture, it just says like, believe flat earthers, and all of it is just like all flat earthers. No, you know a flat earther? I do. It's amazing. And I didn't realize that she had gone to so bonkers. Link? Yeah, it's all it's all public. Too. Oh my, well, of course, they all, yeah, want to make their uh, No, and it's, public. it's just all like, open your eyes, sheeple. 
It's oh amazing. no! Wait, I just don't get it. Who was it I was talking to about this? Somebody about how we need a reality show where you take like several of these flat earthers and just be like, okay, the end of the earth. yeah. What does yeah. it? What does it take for you to prove it? Where, oh, you want a boat to go out to the middle of the ocean? Like, there's a boat. Go find the ice wall. Or oh, you want to go up? You want to go on a flight to see if the Earth is curved? Let's take you up in a flight. And let's see if the earth is curved. Like, whatever they want, give it to them. She makes a lot of defensive statements as such. Let me make myself clear. <laughs> the world in which you live is not what you have been taught. Oh. My God. Maybe we are I in mean, the end. I mean, it's a lot we, of, like, it might be at the end of times. We might be in the yeah. end of times. Yeah, this could be it. I mean, if we're regressing back to this, I mean, there's a million other signs, but, I mean, if this is it... Oh, yeah, she said, uh, all right, so, every, of course, every single one of these things, what every flat earther has in common, 100%, is that they all share vast amounts of YouTube links. That is the one, it's like YouTube is the, is like the flat earther Bible. <sighs> well, anyway, Steph Curry does not believe that people landed on the moon. Now, NASA has come back and responded to this. So he said this during a podcast Steph Curry did that he's on, apparently it's an NBA player podcast. Or no, it's on the Ringer's Winging It podcast. So Vince Carter, oh, Vince Carter and Kent Bazemore hosted. Oh man, tell me Vince Carter doesn't feel the same way. I like Vince Carter. All right. Anyway. She also says a conspiracy theorist is nothing more than a derogatory title used to dismiss a critical thinker. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm posting that on your page. Being dumb does not mean you're, necess- you're a critical thinker. A derogatory thinker. title used to dismiss That's a not critical, critical thinking. Thinker. It's not critical thinking. That's the opposite of critical thinking. Critical thinking would be to walk through what the proofs is, what... <sighs> that is not a critical thinker. I saw it on YouTube. I critical thanked it. Oh, God, I'm seeing a vast amount of Alex Jones posts on here. <laughs> oh, of course there's going to be Alex Jones posts. There's a little bit of Breitbart mixed in there. So much truth in one video. Nibiru? What was that? What's that one again? Nibiru is Planet X. Oh, yes. Between that, like, I really like the collection of crazies that people that I've made that I've never really, like, I've met, like, years ago. Like, between this person and the Bigfoot person, like, it's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, when we had Den Cummins in last time, we talked about Niburu, I mm-hmm. believe. Anyway, uh, NASA has responded to Steph Curry's claim and said, We'd love for Mr. Curry to tour the Lunar Lab at our Johnson Space Center in Houston, perhaps the next time... The Warriors are in town to play the Rockets. We have hundreds of pounds of moon rocks stored there, and the Apollo mission control during his visit. He can see firsthand what we did 50 years ago, as well as what we're doing now to get back to the moon in the coming years, but this time to stay. Sorry, she also just shared a um, thing called Debunking the Discovery Channel. Oh, my God. <laughs> Debunking, please send that to me. I just want to read how crazy that is before I get mad. Right. Debunking the Discovery Channel. Oh, yeah, of course you, it's a it's a YouTube page. <laughs> Flat Earth 
debunking the discovery. Just, oh my! I just don't even know what to. I don't even know what to do anymore. Do you want to hear just like a, the beginning of it, just for a second? Sure. All right, hang on. I'm gonna pot him down. All right, let's see what this guy has. And to then say. I can't handle it anymore. All right, what's up, folks? Uh, I already so sound. I already believe him. Done again. Uh, hopefully there aren't any technical difficulties. My technical difficulties. Oh, ahead. The government trying to shut it down. Application window. All right, so he's debunking basically what this is, which I'll, I'll look it up and I'll be better prepared next time. Um, he is going through what it seems to be a piece by piece of Discovery Channel um, programming and then proving why the Earth is flat. Uh, one of the things that I was actually looking at is like, you know, those uh, rock stacks that mm-hmm. people do, like those Zen rock Yeah, which stacks. actually you shouldn't do that. It fucks up the fluids of the river. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. Okay. Well, anyway, one of the things I was reading about on her page, and now I just see this, I'm assuming this is the same thing, that the earth uh, isn't rotating because the rock stacks don't tip over. (laughs) So, in your face, science... That's that's enough for me. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. In your face. I don't even know what to say. Do you have anybody that like you're friends with on social media that like when you see them kind of turn out a particular way, you're like, I kind of saw that coming. Some, yes. But then some are, are like a super surprise, but then some it's like There's a couple who have come out as chemtrail people where I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she's very sweet, not very bright. Mm-hmm. There's there's one in particular that I follow that I'm like, I've known this girl. I'm like, I'm not even friends with her anymore at all, but I've known her for a long no, time. No, these are like, people that I haven't yet spoken to in yeah. 10 years. But I'm, I'm like, like, always a very nice person. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm like, yeah, you seem like you could be pretty easily influenced into being a chemtrail person. Like, it, it didn't, it wasn't that far of a leap. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, now I'm discombobulated after all of that. All that truth thrown at you? All the truth thrown at me. I mean, my mind's just reeling because now I know the truth. And I can't wait to learn more. It's hope the technical difficulties don't happen this time because the government's trying to shut me down. Well, I'm here to tell you about Discovery Channel how this is wrong. Everything they've been telling you is not wrong. Tigers are not real. They're not. They are made up of that you've zoomed up <laughs> that people take their cameras and they paint straps on them and they nope. zoom on in. <laughs> they are made of people in costumes and they roll around the jungles to make you afraid of what's in there. Because the government keep you doesn't want you to see any what they keep in the jungle. That's where the alien bases are hidden. And that's where the moon landing soundstage has been the entire where time. Sam Squatch, he comes out of there. He's rolling around. He's trying to tell you the truth. Actually, Sam Squatch is our buddy, but government wants us to suppress him too. Again, oh. Tigers is not real. All right. Send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. John says we've gone way too far with safeguarding people's self-esteem. It's time to go back to calling a dumbass a dumbass. <laughs> Reach it. <laughs> yeah, you know, John, you may be. Yes. You, are, you are right. I mean, sometimes it's just yes. 
sometimes. Sometimes it's just the most applicable term. All right. Um, All right. Where was I going? I oh, I was going to talk about one of our fine sponsors, Black's Pest Services. Yes. Black's Pest Services. Oh, yes. Um, because they're going to be coming out to my house again to see what's in the traps. Oh, see so if you have traps full of rats. God, I hope not. Except I just archived her email. No. I don't know how to do it. So. Oh, Sarah, come on. Well, you know what? You shouldn't have done it in the first place. That's really not my problem. It kind of is. It's a little bit. All right, well, we'll talk Either way, yes. the Black's Pest <laughs> Services, thank you so much for being a fine sponsor. Blackspestservices.com. They are wonderful, and so are all of you who listen to this show. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. We really do appreciate Honestly, it. Honestly, thank you. I look forward to doing this every day. It's so nice to be back. Yes, it's great to be back, and Sarah, I'm glad that you are feeling better. Oh, are you? Are you? Well, that's just mean. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. We'll be back tomorrow with more of, well, Fun Employment Radio. Fun Employment Radio. Yep. Uh, dot com. Yep. Oh, Thursday, I'm interviewing Marshawn Lynch. I forgot. I was going to say that in Bald Talk. That is awesome. Yeah. Mar- I'm interviewing Marshawn Lynch on Digital Trends Live for a half hour. Um, if he doesn't talk, it's going to be so awkward. Oh, my God. You might go viral. <laughs>